Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Come on, thank Him for reaching you right where you are. Can you thank him for reaching you right where you are? Right where you, you didn't have to go anywhere. You didn't have to do anything extra. The Lord just decided to reach right where you are. Hmm. Hmm. Lead just to me. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. Verses 14 through 16 is where we'll be. In the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, you lift me up. Yeah, you lift me up. Thank y'all for the birthday wishes. I appreciate y'all. Hope everybody had a beautiful Thanksgiving. I hope everybody came with a praise in their hearts, on their lips, and in their feet. <laughs> Jeremiah 33. I'm acting up already. <laughs> Jeremiah 33. Verse 14 through 16, the word of the Lord reads as follows. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fill the promise, I, I will fulfill, excuse me, the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, let me read that again, in those days, and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. There's a title for this message. The title is Jehovah Sikanu, the Lord our righteousness. Y'all grateful for the ministers of this church? Jehovah Sikanu, the Lord our righteousness. T S I D. K-E-N-U. For those of y'all that are taking notes. Y'all grateful for the ministers of this church? I'm glad you gave me an opportunity to say that again because the first time it was sort of weak. Y'all grateful for the ministers of this church? I'm grateful for the ministers of this church. I'm grateful for Minister Lingham and for the way that he serves the people of God in this portion of the vineyard. Amen. I'm grateful for Minister DeAndra Richardson and the way that she preached 
heaven down <laughs> last week. I'm grateful for Reverend Carmina Pfeiffer and the way that she serves so effectively and so faithfully, praying for us when we don't even know she's praying for us. I'm grateful for Minister Reverend, well, not Reverend, but Dr. Tamika Furby, <laughs> who is consistent in leading us in praise every single week. And I'm grateful for those who are ministers at this church that you don't even know yet, that have joined <laughs> and that have not necessarily accepted their call to the ministry yet. Say amen, somebody. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm grateful and I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do. This black man almost had me dancing right up here. He was <laughs> listen here. Listen here, God is faithful. Um, God is faithful. We have come into this time in our Christian calendar where Minister Lingham has aptly communicated that we're in the Advent season. Advent is, is a time in our Christian calendar where we come together as believers to remember the reason for this season called Christmas. It's a period of preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas and also preparation for the second coming of the same. Y'all with me? All right. There are four weeks to the celebration. I need y'all to be praying and I need y'all to be ready. I need y'all to be ready to hear what the Lord is saying to the church this morning and through this season. It's going to be a different Christmas, saints. It's going to be a different Christmas. It's going to be a different Christmas. There are four weeks in this celebration, and there's a theme for each week. The first week, which we're in right now, we focus on hope. It's the hope of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The hope before he even entered into the world, and the hope that he will return again someday. Say amen. Second week, we return. We turn our attention to peace. When everything around us, when all around our soul gives way, he then is all our hope and stay. He gives us peace when destruction and all the things, chaos, are all around us. God gives us the peace that only he can give. The week number three, we focus on joy. Week number three, we focus on joy, the joy of the world. Joy to the world. <laughs> the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. In the fourth week, we focus on love. In that fourth week, as we focus on love, that is the week right before Christmas Day. And on Christmas Eve, the celebration culminates on Christmas Eve with a pre-birthday celebration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. In those weeks, we take the time to allow our minds to get right and our hearts to center on what is important about this time of year. And I will offer, vulnerably, that I'm not a huge fan of this time of year. I, yeah, y'all can, can throw stones if you want to, but it's okay. I'm not a huge fan of this season that we call Christmas because we've not done the work that we're supposed to do in Advent to prepare our minds more times than not for the reason for the season. We've done a really good job at giving gifts because it's a season of gift giving. We haven't done a really good job of receiving the gift. Say amen, somebody. Please. 
We haven't done a really good job of receiving the gift that was given to us so that when we give the gifts that we want to give, we give them in the right spirit. This Christmas is going to be a little bit of a different Christmas because as a church, as a people, we're going to do everything we can. I wish I had a church. Everything we can to make sure that every gift we give is centered on Christ. Everything we do this year must be centered on Christ. He is the reason that we give what we give. He is the reason that we have what we have to give. And if and as, as a church, we do the work to center our minds, our hearts, our spirits on the real reason for this season, this Christmas will be a very, uh-oh, hold on. It's going to be a special one. It's going to be a special one because what's going to happen is God is going to get into the gift that you have to give, whether it's 50 cents or a meal at your table, whether you have nothing to give at all. The gift of your presence will make this Christmas a very special Christmas. It's mine to communicate this week. As we start this season of Advent, it's mine to communicate about the hope that we have in Christ. And as I did so, went to the lectionary. I went to the lectionary and looked up what, what was the scripture for us for this week. And in the lectionary, y'all know what the lectionary is? All right, let's talk about that. Hallelujah. The lectionary, we went to the lectionary, and the lectionary is an opportunity for us as Christians. It's an a, a opportunity for us as Christians to read through the Bible in its entirety in three years. Amen. It's a cycle of reading. You can read through the Bible in its entirety in three years. There are readings. There's a reading from the Old Testament. There's a reading from the New Testament. There's a reading from the history books. There's a reading from the Psalms. And there's a reading from, um, I believe those are, those are the readings. Um, and in the Gospels, forgive me, there's a reading from the Gospels. And all of those readings, they allow us to read through the Bible every day in a systematic way. If you follow the lectionary, you're reading with other like-minded believers all around the world. You're reading with like-minded believers all around the world, the same scripture, so that all of our hearts are united in Christ on the same theme Every single day. So I decided in this season, since we're talking about a season where all of Christendom is celebrating, let's review what all of Christendom is celebrating. So we went to the lectionary. The lectionary reading for this week is Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. And it's centered on hope. The words of the scripture they read, the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise that I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days, at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, Jerusalem will live in safety, and this is the name by which I will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Now, it's interesting to me to read those words, and we're talking about hope in this season of 
Christ's coming, as we prepare for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because what Jeremiah was not ex- was experiencing in that time, when he read those words, he was not experiencing a hopeful situation. Amen. Jeremiah, when he read those words, he was not at all experiencing a hopeful situation. In fact, what he was experiencing was a nation that he had heard was on top. He had seen or he had heard, excuse me, all of the things, all of the stories about where Jerusalem or Israel was on top of their game. Sounds a little bit like the stories that I heard when I got to Redeemer. Hmm. Excuse me, I'm sorry. He heard all the stories of when Jerusalem was on top, where everybody was coming to worship every week. Where church was full and packed. Everybody's heart was centered on what they needed to be centered on, which was the worship of the Lord, the God of Israel. They were all coming together to do what needed to be done, serve the community, to live well and peacefully with their neighbors, to do what the Lord had called them to do. And he, Jeremiah the prophet, because he had heard the word of the Lord and he knew that the word of the Lord was to be experienced Again, he had faith in God and he had hope in God. There's a difference. He had faith in God and he had hope in God. Faith in God is a complete trust and confidence in something or someone. He knew that the only way he was going to see Israel back on top again was that Israel would see and experience the faith of God again. They would have to come back to the one that drew them out of slavery. Help me, help me. They were going to have to come back to the one that brought them out and delivered them from their trouble, their trauma, their issues, and their concerns. But then he knew that faith was going to be the reason that they came out, but he also had hope. He had hope. He had hope that they would return to their faith. He had hope that they would return to their faith. Hope. What is hope? Hope is a feeling that what is wanted can actually happen. <laughs> he had hope. He knew. He had a feeling in his belly that what he wanted would actually happen in his lifetime. But what was actually happening <laughs> was that everybody was walking away from God. Everybody that was supposed to be walking towards God so that we could experience the faith of God in action was walking away from God. And he knew knew the word of the Lord. He knew that God had spoken to him. He knew that God had spoken to the nation. But in all indications pointed to God walking away from them instead of God being with them. Have you ever been in a situation where you knew what the word of the Lord was? You knew what God wanted to do in your life. You knew how God wanted to heal, how God wanted to restore, how God wanted to make ways But every indication in your life looked as though what you saw God, what you knew God was going to do in your life was not actually going to be accomplished. You knew that God wanted to heal you, but you kept getting sicker. 
You knew that your family members were supposed to be saved, but they kept smoking. I'm not talking cigarettes. You knew that your job was supposed to be where you were to be blessed, but you kept getting demoted. (laughs) You knew that you were supposed to be prosperous, but your money kept being funny and your change kept being strange. You knew that God wanted you to lay everything in your past down at the altar. But every time you tried, a knock came at the door. A text came, hallelujah, slow down. A text came through your phone. Your phone started to ring and you decided to answer. (laughs) You knew that your faith is what was going to carry you to where God wanted you to be. And you had a word from the Lord that your hope would be in him. But every time you looked, you saw the enemy winning. (laughs) You saw the enemy winning and you didn't see the will of the Lord happening. Jeremiah was in this situation and I'm almost done. The days... In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 14 through 16, it says, The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise that I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up from David. And he shall, talking about Jesus, He shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days I will be saved, in those days Judah, excuse me, will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which I will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. What does this word righteousness mean? This word righteousness simply means That the things that are wrong in your life, God's going to make them right. The things that are wrong in your life, God's going to make them right. We talked about how all the things that you know in your faith should be are not happening. And all the things that you know that you're hoping for are not happening. Maybe that's because you're doing it by yourself. Maybe that's because you're trying to be your own righteousness. Maybe, just maybe, the reason why you're not experiencing what God has promised you and what your heart is hoping for is simply because you haven't put your hope in God. You have allowed for your hope to be placed in your own strength. And you're not strong. I ain't trying to offend you, but I'm trying to offend you. (laughs) You're not strong enough. 
to handle what God can do for you. Now, listen, I know we're at the end of our year. And it seems like we just need to pack some things up and prepare for 2022. But I need somebody with the audacity to have hope in God. To do me a favor real quick. And look at your neighbor and say, the Lord is my righteousness. What does that mean? That means God is going to make it right. Do it again. Look at somebody else and say, the Lord is my righteousness. Look at one more person and say, the Lord is my righteousness. Where it concerns my family, the Lord is. Yes, yes. My righteousness. I know that they told you to pack it all up. But where it concerns your family, the Lord is going to make it right for them. On your job, the Lord is. Your righteousness. In your home, when everything is going crazy, I need you to walk around your house. Hallelujah. I need you to walk around your house. When everything seems like it's going wrong and say the Lord, hallelujah, the Lord is my righteousness. Some of y'all are waiting for God to heal you and you feel like you're getting sicker, Uh, hallelujah, and sicker and sicker. But I need you to declare over your body, sir, the Lord is. Hallelujah. (laughs) My righteousness. He's going to be your righteousness concerning your health. He's going to be your righteousness concerning your past. Hear me, church. He's going to be your righteousness concerning what's happened to you years ago. The enemy is trying to make you believe that the canker worm that came to destroy has done a work that cannot be overcome by the blood of Jesus. But the Lord is, the Lord is my righteousness. He will restore everything. Hallelujah. He going to restore it. He going to keep you. He going to make it right even though you feel like it can never be righted Again, he's going to be your righteousness in your finances. He's going to be your righteousness in your future. (laughs) I believe God to make everything that the enemy did to upset the will of God for your life. I believe God that he's going to make it right. I believe God that everything the enemy came to upset in your life. Hallelujah. God is going to make it right because the Lord is. My righteousness, my faith in God has allowed me to enter into tribulation. And Paul said that tribulation produces patience. Patience produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because the Lord will make what is wrong right for me. Israel did not receive their promise for 32 generations. And when they did receive it, they rejected it. 
Can I say that again, please, please? Israel did not receive their promise for 32 generations. And when it was time for them to receive it in the form of Jesus, they rejected Israel did not receive their promise for 32 generations. And when God dropped it in their lap, holy God of Israel, when God dropped it in their lap, they kicked him in his side. They hung him on, holy God. <laughs> hung him on a cross. Called him all kinds of names. They allowed for the gift of God to be turned away because they simply either were not ready or they didn't have spiritual eyes to see what God was doing in their lives. But I declare today that our church, that we as a people, that everyone in this house will be ready for the revelation of the manifestation of God in our lives what has been wrong God's gonna make it right I need a praiser for just hallelujah for just a few minutes right here to do what you do I need you to praise God for hey I need you hallelujah <laughs> Oh, my Jesus, I need you to praise God for fixing what you broke. I need you to praise him for fixing what you broke. I need you to praise him for healing what you allowed to be sick. I need you to praise God for turning every situation all the way around. I need you to praise him for protecting your post hey, hey, your posterity. Your generations will be blessed. I'm hey. The ones coming after you, they're going to be blessed because of you. The ones coming after you are going to be blessed because of you. I need you to praise him for redeeming your life from destruction, for continuing to provide for you, even when you were wasteful. For making ways in your wilderness and rivers in your dry places. God's been good. And for this, we give our God every bit of praise. I need somebody to praise him. I need somebody to praise him. I need, I need somebody to praise him. I need somebody to praise him. I need you to praise him. I need this praise to set your heart, hey, to set your heart right. To get your mind set on the hope that God's going to bring you in this season. Right now and today. I need this, hey, I need this praise to center us on the hope of Jesus the one that is and the one hallelujah hallelujah that is to come hallelujah 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 hallelujah
Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I need my, my children blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I need generations after me. I need the generations after me to walk in the blessing that God gave to me. Y'all don't understand. I need them. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all are looking for the blessing of the Lord, but you've never experienced the salvation of Jesus the Christ. Some of you are looking for God to be your blessor, but you're looking for God to be your blessor, just like you're looking for Santa Claus to leave some things under your tree. That's not how this works. I don't know about you, but that's not how this works. That's not how this works. The way that this works is you accept the gift that God gave you. And then you walk in the power and authority of acceptance. You accept the gift God gave you. Then you walk in the power and the authority of that acceptance. You can't have power and authority if you're rejecting the gift that's fallen in your lap. So today I give you Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If there is one who's never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is your time. Today is your day. Now is your time. Today is your day. Now is your time. If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the doors of the church are open. Now is your time and today is your day. If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you're in this church or on the virtual campus, you can just type in into your screen. It's me. If you need a church home, you need a church home, and you need, you need to connect with like-minded believers. Redeemer is a great place to call home. Thank you, church. Redeemer is a great place to call home. If you've walked away from God and you just need to come back, there's room. He wants you back just as much as you know you need to come back. Ain't nobody here to judge you. Nobody here to judge you. Nobody's here to judge you. We all just want to see you live your best life. The only way you can live your best life is by doing so in the arms of Jesus the Christ. Come, come, come. Now is your time. Today is your day. Just come on. Just come on. Ain't nobody judging you. Come on. The Lord bless you, good brother. The Lord bless you, good brother. Now is your time. Ain't nobody judging you. Hey, everybody been in your position, bro. Everybody's been in your position. I've been there. <laughs> I walked away from the church for five years because of people's foolishness. Say amen, somebody. People will make you walk away, but God will draw you back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Is there one? Is there one on the screen? Is there one? If there's, well, Just type it in. It's me. Or put your hand up with the emoji. You know the emojis. Y'all got the... Yeah, I mean, whatever. Do whatever you need to do. Just let me know. Let us know. Let us know that you're ready now. But you're not letting us know. You're really letting God know. That's all you got to do.
God is faithful. God is faithful. Worship you. That is what I long to do. my righteousness. Look at somebody and say, the Lord is our righteousness. Look at somebody else and say, the Lord is my righteousness. He's going to make everything that I allowed to go wrong. He's going to make it right for me in this season. I have faith in God and I have hope in God. And he will make everything that I allowed to go wrong. He's going to make it right. Clap your hands if you believe it. Give God praise. We receive Minister Linger. somebody the Lord our righteousness the God that will right all of the wrong and we stand on that by faith and we leave here today with hope that God is what God said he will do amen somebody let's give God some praise for that awesome awesome word of hope on this first Sunday of Advent hope my, 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 my. Amen.
let us proceed to our benediction. Father, we thank you. God, we bless you. God, we thank you for the reminder of what hoping you can do. God, for surely our ancestors have taught us of that eschatological hope that they had that was in you, God. That they knew one day freedom would come. One day they may not see it, but their children's children would see it. God, they had a hope that was based in you, the author and the finish of their faith. So God, as we leave this place, but never your presence, just like they had hope in you, our hope is in you. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling, to make us stand before his throne without any blemish, mark, or wrinkle, to the only God, our Savior, both glory and majesty, both now and forevermore, that all of God's people say amen. Amen. amen.